Hello, that was a bit too early, that. <laughs> that was a little bit too early. I was trying to be all excited there, and I did it too bloody early, typical. Hiya. How are you? I'm all right, you? Yes, I'm very good, actually. Very, very good. feel a bit worn. Worn? Like worn, yeah. Not like you a... said warm, then, in your weird no, northern worn, accent. Like, a, like what I imagine like an old football sock feels like. That's what I feel like. <laughs> It's going to be the news headline. Carla Edwards feels like an old, worn football sock. A soggy one as well. A soggy Gosh, sock. you're only just in your 30s. Calm down. Oh, no, I just feel, yeah, just run. I just, the, the, the events, I love them. I absolutely love them. But please spread them out. Why are they all? stupid, isn't it? They're always. Like, I just don't see you for the whole, like, this was worked out okay this time. But last time, last year, I just didn't see you. Yeah, because last time it wasn't as like, I didn't have any staff, did I? So I was doing everything on my own. So this time's not been as bad because I've like, can manage it a bit better. But Jesus, haven't it? Like, there's literally, I've been down to London like five or six times. And on the way back this time, oh, it was horrible, horrible, bless. I'm not going to, God bless, but you know, like, <laughs> bless. It was, it was, <laughs> I'm not going to do that. Um, it was awful because I was on my way home. And I got up on the morning after cover, which was amazing. We're going to that in a second. Yeah. But like went to bed, got up the next morning and I was like, right, I've got to train at 11. And I thought, I don't want to eat because I had like, I'm on a, like trying to be healthy. So I thought I'll wait till I get home. I'll get home yeah. to two and I'm going to have like my food then and I'll be sound. I'll just like hack it out. I'll have a coffee and some water. I'll be fine. Do some work on the train. I was an hour away from home, right? An hour. I was thinking, I was starving. I was thinking, I've only got an hour ago. I've only got an hour ago. And we, as we pulled up into York, so like five minutes from York, the train just stopped. And they were like, oh, sorry, um, we've hit an object. Oh, there's a bit, someone's hit an object or it had, um, we estimated a delay of 90 minutes. It's like, <laughs> to be joking and estimated. I was like, what? Anyway, the, the man come through. And I was like, what's happened? And he was like, uh, one of the trains ahead has hit someone. It's like, what? Oh, no. Actually hit someone. So then I felt guilty. So then, like, when I was thinking in my head, I was mourning about the fact I was starving and I was going to be late and I had to get the kids murdered because I wasn't going to be there when they got off, off the bus at school. And I was thinking, yeah, but in perspective, someone's life has just ended and someone's family is now destroyed. Like, it's fine. We can work through it, which I had that mentality of. But then I was like, right, well, I'm going to go and buy some food now. But, like, I'm going to have to go and get. Like and is there like a shop on the on the so like a shop on the train? So everyone's coming back with like bacon and sausage sandwiches or cheese and ham toasties and crisps and sweets. And I was like, right, that's it. I'm gonna have to do it. I'm starving. There's not mm. a chance. It's gonna be 90 minutes at minimum. <coughs> and went to the thing. Are we done? The card machine's down. What? <laughs> the card machine's down. What do you mean? The card machine, the card machines. I thought, oh my God. So the conductor was like, really sorry, there's an issue, blah, blah. I was like, I'm going to die. Like, I am so hungry. So he was like, there's some water at the back of the carriages for everyone. I was like, great. So I had about seven bottles of water. Then the, then the toilet was blocked because that many people were pissing in it, that it was blocked yeah. all through the train. So it was just horrendous. And then as we started moving, they were like, right, yeah, yeah, like two hours later. So moving now. Yay, brilliant class. <laughs> then two minutes later, sorry, another announcement. 
you will now all have to get off the train at York and wait for the train behind us in 20 minutes time because we need to go somewhere else because of the delays. Oh, I was like, wow. So we got off that train and had to wait 35 minutes to get on the next train. Is it not a shop there though? Oh, by that point I was sick. I wasn't even, I was sitting my ass down and I wasn't moving like Susan and I were. So then when I got off, we got, I got home at like five. And I was what, instead go, of two? Yeah. So I had to ring my friend's mum and be like, please, will you go and pick the kids up? Because I had like, I literally had organised no childcare. So it was very stressful. Um, wow. coming home. But it but was. It felt great though when you ate. <laughs> That was amazing. It was so nice. I had too much to be fair, but um, <laughs> cover was unbelievable. Like really, really, really good. I was I spoke at, for like during the day twice, and I wasn't like as nervous as I was last time when I done it because obviously the, the first time's always more nerve wracking than any others. But it felt a lot more relaxed. Like this time we were in, the, it was like split off. There was like the bigger room and the smaller room. We were in the smaller room. And it was so much nicer because you felt like you were actually talking to people rather than just yeah. speaking and not knowing whether people were actually listening or not. Like the people that were there were choosing to be there, which was nice because it, it felt as if people were actually wanting to listen to what you said. Um, and one of them was about like help, like how to, where to go in your business and that you don't, everyone doesn't just come in straight from insurance from school or like doesn't automatically know they want to do it. Um, and like there was a, there was me, Robin and Nina on that one. So we all have different backgrounds, which was good. And then we did a social media one and I'm going to show you this actually. So I did a social media one. And when I'd said, when we were having like our pre-call about like speaking, I said, right. They said, we'll do like more of an interactive one on social media. So we'll ask you some questions. And then we're going to ask you to like go in the crowds and do like help with social media. And they were like, right, do you want to do TikTok? And I said, yeah, I'll do TikTok. Um, I said, I want to do the Negroni trend. And they were like, mm. bit of a hard trend to do that. Like, you know, people, and I was like, no, no, I want to do the Negroni trend. And if anyone who's on TikTok will know that there's a trend going around at the minute where it goes, what do you drink a choice? And everyone's yeah, like, you know, yeah, I've oh, seen it, yours. It makes me howl this trend because it's like things like, instead of saying what you drink a choice, they've got written above it, like, what's your perfect partner? And it'll be like, um, a narcissist, ooh, who's unavailable, ooh, and married, oh, stunning. You know, like it's just a proper piss take. And I think it's hilarious. I said, like, I'm going to get someone to do that. So I went in the crowd, in the crowd, like we were at a concert. In the crowd. What are they called? Like the audience. The audience. And I was like, who wants to do this with me? This lovely lady was like, oh, I'll do it with you. And oh, you was that see. her that did it with you in the video then? Yeah, it was just someone oh. I randomly just met. Like, we got split into, like, the room. And I was like, right, I've got this trend. I want to make sure I do it. Who wants to help me do it? And she was like, right, okay, I'll help you. And you could see, like, half the people who were listening were like, what the fucking hell is she going on about? And I was like, <laughs> you stop. And you start. And then you do this. And then you do that. And then they were like asking about, you know, could you just do talking videos? And I was showing them how easy it is to just do, you know, you know, like how easy it is to do talking videos on TikTok. Because you say something wrong, you can just remove that bit and then yeah. restart. TikTok like, is by far, for, as you know, like I've said to clients all the time, it's the best video edit editing app for beginners. I remember you doing it. I remember when we worked together and I gave it to you and you were like, this was ages ago. And when we said TikTok, you're like, I'm not sure. And you went and you were like, 
this is super easy, like way yeah. easier than what we've done before. Because we were Everyone doing like editing. Like, what was it? That thing we used to use before? I hated um, that. Video leap. You use oh, video leap. Yeah, and you had to edit it and stuff. And then we did this, and it was like this is way easier. <laughs> and the captions were hilarious because yeah. of my accent. They didn't. It didn't have a clue. They didn't want to pick up what you were saying. I, it couldn't make up. I have I a Scottish it. client right now, and it does the same thing. No idea what he's saying. So yeah, so I did. I was showing him how like easy it is to use TikTok. But like, let me show you because I, I I was so proud of myself. What's your drink of choice? And the Groni. I was going to say, I'm just like, Magliato. Mmm. With Prosecco in it. Oh, stunning. What's your drink? <laughs> I was over the moon. So I can't believe I've actually managed to do that. And we did it in like 10 minutes. And it was really good. So, <laughs> yeah, that was, that. I really loved that session. Because you felt as if, even if you'd only helped one person. And the, the moral of it all was, like, there's people who've been in the industry a long time. Like, like Robin's been in the industry for... I think she said like 17 years so like she she's got a hell of a lot more experience than I have and to be honest a lot of people have been in the industry a lot longer but I started older and have only been in the industry a little while but I literally like when people are saying oh it's too hard to start with social media I'm like no bollocks like I had no social media whatsoever none not a thing I didn't have Facebook I didn't have Instagram LinkedIn nothing I hate social media I can't stand it but it's a necessary evil. And the way the world's going, if your business isn't on social media, eventually your business is going to die out because 100%. like, it's not the same as it used to be years ago. When you see people are like, oh, well, it's all run locally or, you know, word of mouth. Word of mouth's amazing. But in terms of grasping clients now and getting their attention, social media is the way to go. Like I say to um, my advisors, social media is your bank balance. That's it. If you need to look at social media, that is your bank account because if that's not being filled, 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 your bank account's going to say exactly the same thing. So, like, if I can do it, there's no reason why anyone else can't. And I am actually shit at technology. So shit. Yeah, so she bad. really, you really are. You really are. I was going to say, she really is. People watching this, you're terrible. You're terrible at social media. Yeah, I'm, I'm no, shit. Social media. You're terrible at tech. Like, to this day, you are probably my worst client for tech. You're yeah, just, and, you, and you and also you have you also you can't be bothered, and that's yeah, the most you, frustrating thing, like because you're like, nah, don't really yeah, know. like yeah, someone you know. will speak to me, like some like even my wife, because obviously you know I'm into my wife's like Freddie's like uh, she's like oh well, isn't Carla gonna do this thing and this and like Freddie Carla literally won't. I was like, what Carla's doing now? It's like this. I was like, she said, well, she'd do this or that. It's like Freddie. I produced the show because Carla won't even. I said, if I didn't produce it, she wouldn't do it. <laughs> and it's so contradictory because I'm the one who says, if you put it, if you put your mind to it, if you can do it, like I didn't understand social media, I did it. But you've also got to pick certain battles. So there'll be yeah, people do. who are sat listening and go, yeah, I might be able to do social media, but I don't want to use it. That's fine. Like mm. if you don't want to do it, that's very different to saying, I can't do it. It's a choice. Do you want to do it or not? Mm. I can't stand technology i've got absolutely no interest in being good at technology therefore i won't do it but social media i also can't stand but i know i need it for me it's necessary evil so i have to learn it but social media because this is like me and you go like i've been doing this nearly seven years now this social media thing this is funny and this you saying that was literally it's hilarious you going to the event was quite funny because my old work colleague rang me and you said this you spoke to her and she, we were talking about this saying that she was actually speaking to the company I used to work with 
And she said, I'm going to this event. This woman, Carla, is speaking at it. She said, do you know that this is <clears throat> Ash Borland's client? <clears throat> this company was a company five years ago that I sat in the room with him and said, if you are not on social media, this is like, it is going to change the industry. And if you don't do it, I was an advisor at the time. It'll, it'll, like, it, it'll steamroll you. Now, we're not there yet, but we are. It was so funny. And, and this, this woman said to me, she said it was hilarious because I was like, like literally what you said four years ago was already like you were there. Other people were there. Quite a few of my clients were there. You can see it's happening. And the thing with social, with tech, you're talking about being tech. I'm not, I'm techie now. Done it for seven years. When I first started, I didn't know how to turn a computer on. So it's, and I, David Sharpstone is one of my friends says this often. He says, if you, if your business needs it to survive, get over yourself and just start. Yeah, doing, yeah. He says, you can't, I he's like, you can't. Who could do tech for me. So <laughs> I just do. Yeah. Well, yeah. The, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know what else to say. <laughs> I can't, I can't, I'm not even going to lie about it. I'm not, a, I won't bullshit. I can't stand it and I won't do it. Carla does this. What she does, what you do is you do this really great kind of approach of wearing someone down over like, you know, three years to like this love hate relationship where like now I, for physically couldn't function without having you, but like I so you, have do, you have to do is do you know what it is? With Key, you always <laughs> this kid thing is like it's not worth the trouble. You may as well just do it just because it's yeah. just it's too much hard work to not do it. Like, like I had someone ring. No, you know clients don't ring me. Someone rang me last week by accident. They just pocket dialed me, and the first thing my wife said, she went. Can you tell Carla to not call us at like five, at like seven o'clock on a Friday night? And I went, it's actually not Carla. She said, well, no one else calls you. <laughs> All right, Freddie. She was joking, yeah. but it was because we were watching TV. And she went, can you just tell Carla just to speak to her? I'm like, no, you're not I'm normally, but you were when we first went. That's what I mean about the white, the, like the... Now I'm like, if I don't hear from you for a couple of days, yeah, I'm like, what? Consistency. consistency and consistency is key. So well, you are the queen of both of those things. Yeah, so you've got to keep at it, haven't you? But that's what that's what that's what I love about it. Like being able to to speak at these events is getting to people who might not have ordinarily looked down that route or been yeah. told. A big thing for me that I loved was there's lots of people there who might be working at firms and want to start themselves and are scared to. And yeah, like look at look at my story. It's no difference to me to anyone else. It's just that I've done it. Like those people haven't, but the one who, and it's so easy for them to do. And like I said on the stage, like when you come from when you're not in the industry, like Robin has been in it for seventeen years. She knows a hell of a lot about it. Like for for me, my main experience of it was when I first started at a firm and genuinely believed that that firm was the biggest firm in the UK genuinely believed it was the number one was and all of that was because I didn't know any different and until you come away from it and you see Jesus it's actually huge this industry it's so big and there's so many different people in there doing different things like that's why these events are amazing because not only do you get to hear from other people and see other people's point of view but you get to bounce ideas you get to see what they're doing what works for them you know that you can take something from everyone and being in a room full of three, four hundred people who are in the same industry as you and whether they're on the same path as in their motivations to make more money, their motivations to create awareness or to grow a business, whatever it might be, you all have something in common. So being in that in that environment, for me, as long as you go in it thinking, I'm going to try and get something from it a day, you ain't leaving that with a waste of time. Like it, it's only going to be a waste of time if you go in with the attitude of this is shit. 
If it's shit, why are you bothering to come? Don't come. Yeah. Like, you don't have to come. No one's forcing you to come to these events. It's not something you have to do. Come and be positive about it. Like, don't come and have a negative attitude or feel as if, you know, we had, there was, I heard through the grapevine, there was someone in the room in the social media who said, like, it's not, like, I, I just think it's a bit unrealistic or it's, I don't really use it or I don't need to use it. And I thought, well, why are you here then? Why are you sat here? Go and sit somewhere else and do something. Don't sit and try and criticise other people or sit there and, and work out why it, why it isn't going to work. What are you going to get from that? Like, I just, I don't understand people who have such a negative attitude to something that potentially has so much to give if you just use it in the right way, like with the right mentality. Well, the issue lies with a lot of that type of stuff. It all comes down to most of the time it's people's um, own insecurities. So I find with things like that, like social media, I've had it my entire career in this, is that people go... My arm looks massive there. Is that your arm? My arm looks massive. It looks like I've got lamb leg arms. This is all recorded. So just talking know, about I'm Carla's just, arms. You know? No, I'm just saying, like, I was sat there, that, and it looked like I had, you know, like a leg of lamb before it's cooked. <laughs> yeah, like, just, I just sit like this now. Like Jurassic Park. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, I'll just sit here like this because that looks huge, massive, big ball wings. But that, but that is, like, the thing a lot of the time when I love it when people, you hear people say that, you hear people slag off people. That, we used to see it all the time. People slag people off who don't understand it. And the thing is, they fear what they don't understand. The truth is, nine. It's like when people don't charge fees in financial services. Not not what you guys do, but like mortgages. Nine times out of ten, it's not that they don't. There's an ethical reason. It's because they're too scared to actually do it. And yeah. that's exactly the same. In fact, ninety nine times out of hundred, it's because they're scared of doing of saying, "Oh, I'm going to charge you." That's exactly the same when it comes to social media. If you have charged, and this is something I say to you all the time, if you have done social media you've done it for 18 months consistently like you've done like everyone who's successful in it who we both know has done and then you can sit down and tell me it's not worth it then i'll listen to you because yeah. you've then done it the funny thing with that though is we both know you wouldn't be doing that <laughs> no it's not it's like we can't people like i just like i learned so much like i said on my linkedin post about it like i go i didn't go thinking I'm going to learn this, this, and this. I just always go and I think, I'm going to speak to I people I've yeah. never spoke to before. I'm going to get out of them what I can because I might not get the opportunity to speak to them again. And like, even on my table, I was sat next to Rose St. Louis from Scotch Widows. And it wasn't like, I wanted to get as much as I could. Like she was telling me things. And I was like, please tell me more. Like, what else yeah. can you tell me? Like, what other wisdom have you got? Because everyone has a different point of view, a different perception. They might have criticism, like constructive criticism, you know, not everyone's going to love what you do. And I'm quite happy to take that constructive criticism because it might make me be, be better, like looking at it from a different point of view. And that for me is why I go to these events. It's not for the recognition, like the recognition is really good and it's nice, but I want to be around people who are going to help me do better. Yeah. And not everyone wants you to do better. Obviously, you're always going to get assholes. If you've got 100 people in the room, it's going to be 10 assholes. That's fine. Oh, I just avoid the assholes. But the other 90 are going to be people who want you to do well, who want to help you. Like like I said to you, Lee, blessing from Pangea Life, was like, I'll help you. Like, we can do this, we can do that. And I was like, why do you want to help me? And he's like, what, what do you mean? Like, I was like, I'm just like, people yeah. normally, I'm very, what's the word? I don't trust. I don't trust. You're very people. untrusting, yeah. yeah. It's like, why? And she's like, just because I think you sometimes do. though people do want to like I have a thing on myself I said <clears throat> any of my competitors I want to I interview them on my podcast and I said to someone recently and I said it's exactly that we all 
all ships rise in a high tide. That was the word the word I was trying to say with that is that's what it is. If you have more and more people doing better things in the insurance industry, that creates more awareness, which means that that always equals a net positive to people yeah. who are good. My dad said it about the economy. He was chatting to me. I said, I'm worried. And he said, don't be worried if you're good. And that's exactly what he said. And he said the same thing. He said, if you're good, you'll survive because good people will go to good people. And that's what you're getting with these. They're coming to you and saying, you know, I'll help you because I see you're good. I have knowledge you can help, you can benefit from. And if you're in this, sometimes competitors want people to enter because they need a worthy opponent. I know with me, like if there's no one else doing something that is as good as what I'm doing, I get bored. I need someone in there who's like, oh, they're good. Let's up the game again. You know, and that's a lot. That's a lot of people are like that. Yeah, but think, how, how nice is it that like people do sometimes genuinely just want you to do well and want help and like, yeah. is there, like those two. I think most people are nice and everybody else, the, the little dickheads are just leave them to be dickheads. But the, the, the actual majority of the people are nice people and they just want to help you. No, it was, it was really good. I thoroughly enjoyed it. It's a long one today. Oh yeah. 21 minutes. You're just, no, sorry. But um, we could chat about this forever. (laughs) Just, I just want, I just, at the end of the day, like if you, these events are good and the events are good, not just to clap everyone for awards or whether you agree with the awards or the winners, whatever. It's not about that. It's about the, the networking, the, getting what you can from the people around you that you might not necessarily get when you're in your own office or in a firm or with your staff you might want to learn something that or open your eyes and that's what it does for me opens my eyes and reminds me that in my office in here I might be great but in reality I'm a very very small fish and an absolutely huge sea and when I go to those events it reminds me it motivates me because I know how much more I've got to do. I know how much, how big my competition is, how how amazing other people are doing that you wouldn't normally see when you're in your own little bubble because you just don't. So, like, it brings you back down to earth and gives you, like, the kick up the ass that you need as well. So anyone who, who hasn't been at the events, just try and you're not losing out. If I promise you, anyone who goes in there with a positive mindset and are, and are willing to learn is not going to leave empty-handed. No, I love it. I absolutely love it. That's our end end thing, is it? Oh, that's your closing thing. Nice one.